remember the axe head room. Is that before your time? I don't even know what the fuck you said. <laughs> <laughs> I was quoting Max Headroom. It's like old. Never mind. Yeah, no, that's completely lost on me. <laughs> Never mind. You just dated yourself. <laughs> yeah, you young whippersnapper. <laughs> Fucking boomer. <laughs> yeah, right. Don't insult me. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the Nothing to Play podcast. It's your boy, Justin Time Carter. Back at it again with the one episode a month, almost the same time as last month's episode. It's like a day off, but I got uh, one of my favorite guests with me. It's weird because this time around, instead of recording in the closet with me, we're still both recording in a closet. It's just he's at home in his closet. I'm at home in my closet, and we both have muck ass in our own respective closets. Brandon Smith. Hey, man. How you doing? Yeah, you can't Good. touch me this time. I know. I was like, well, if granted, if Brandon was indeed in my closet, we probably would have started recording on time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel insulted. Yeah, Brandon's like, I'm sitting there, message him at 10 o'clock. I'm like, hey, you know, you're ready to record. But Brandon, of course, had to go out to the Mesa Swap Mart this morning. Bought 47 slightly used TiVos, and now he's trying to hawk them on Facebook Marketplace. So if you know anyone who wants a, a slightly used TiVo... That's that's so uncannily close to the truth. I mean, picking up dog poop in my backyard is pretty much the same thing. <laughs> Ooh, see, I still need to do that, but I'm probably going to wait until the afternoon when the yard's actually like in shade. Well, it's got to be yeah. tough for you because you need a wheelbarrow to pick up your dog's shit. <laughs> yeah, especially uh, when it's like three weeks overdue. It's like an God. entire like hour and ninety minute excursion out there picking it up. Did you check out that thing that I sent you? That link to the the Lixit faucet, so your dogs can drink without like pissing in their water. Yeah, you know, I did look at it, and it is something that it's like I don't know. I'm like torn. Like it's cheap enough where it's like I feel like I could get it to try mm-hmm. it, but it's one of those things too where I can totally see the dogs like just like trying to rip it off the faucet because <laughs> they, be they are that stupid. That'd be tough. Cause like it doesn't just pop on or something. It screws on. It's like a hose. You no, know? Yeah. I know. But I mean, Bunny's also chewed his way out of a metal crate before. Jeez. So it's like there's like zero <laughs> disregard for like their own safety yeah. just for being an asshole. Well, it's worth a shot. We had them growing up when I, when I was a kid. We had those for our dogs that were like outside all the time and it worked great. So. Brandon had them growing up because his parents would go off on like week long vacations and right. leave him in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, I was in a big cage in the backyard. Yeah, uh, water They'd was my only nourishment. Twenty dollars, uh, like three PB and J sandwiches and a Lixit and <laughs> Three, jeez, I was lucky if I got one PB and J. I just, <laughs> I just got the one PB sandwich. There was no J. We weren't rich. Yeah, I was like, they, they, they ran out of J, so they just put bologna in it instead. <laughs> PB and B. <laughs> PBB. <laughs> Gross. Oh, man. Uh, but how have you been? Dude, it's like July's almost over. Yeah. It's almost August. Like. Yep. How have you been? Ah, uh, good, good. Still, you know, like everybody, just kicking it at home as much as possible and kind of going out once in a while, picking up groceries, and then running back home and hiding again. So, 
exciting life. Friends, friends like, man, he's like, real world sucks, and he puts on his fucking headset and then spends like 30 hours in Skyrim. Right, right. I've probably spent about 30 hours in Skyrim by now in VR. It's pretty fun. I know. Every time I go on Facebook, I see that you're like live and I see you playing Skyrim. Were you? Have you watched? Yeah, it's uh, like a little bit. Like, I didn't. So, it's like, I don't think. Unless you click on the video, I don't think it shows that I'm like in there, but oh. I like watched it on the thread thing without like the audio. Oh, I, was like, I okay. don't want to fucking listen to Brandon. But <laughs> You're I like, I don't want him, him. I don't want him to know that I'm here. I just want to creeper it on the outside. Yeah, I'm like safe search on like privacy mode. <laughs> I don't want him to know. Yeah, um, yeah, I've been doing a lot of a lot of that, and I I usually stream it when I play it because honestly, like. Skyrim's one of those games it's I I really enjoy playing it but at the same time because it's only a single person experience there's like times I'm like oh man I wish I could like share this with somebody and I don't want to just like record like snapshots or take screenshots and send them to people that doesn't mean anything so I'm like live streaming it's kind of a fun way of me feeling like I can actually socialize with people and like you know it's like it's like doing couch co-op almost like someone's sitting there it's not co-op but some it's like someone sitting next to me watching me play um, and so that's cool, especially when there's like nobody in my house, like my son's out with his girlfriend, my wife's like out at work or whatever. <laughs> I can just I can just play that. And sometimes my wife will watch me because she does like caregiving overnight for uh, for this old lady. And she'll just be sitting there while this lady's watching like Turner Classic movies. And so I'll do uh, I'll do Skyrim live stream. And she's she's like sitting there from like Scottsdale watching me play. <laughs> So like Golden fun. Girls is on is in the background and Brand is over here in like Winterfeld, like running around right. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of cool. But uh, but yeah, you should pop in sometime. Like um, even when people do watch, if they like actually click on the link and watch, when you're in VR, it doesn't show you who's watching. You just see the little like icon saying like this number of people are watching. So sometimes I'll see like one person pop on and they don't say anything, and I'm just playing and playing, and then eventually I'm like like they're still there watching. I'm like, hey, if you're here, say something so so I can I can chat with you. I don't know who's watching. Like I have no idea who's there. It's a bunch of creepers. <laughs> And then they're like, get fucked, Boomer, and then they get off. <laughs> then I'm like, oh, it's Justin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, hey, how's it going? Hey, man. Dude, that's funny. Does it look good in VR? It does. It looks pretty good. So when I first tried it, like if you go back and look for my first live stream of Skyrim, um, I was mm-hmm. a little disappointed with it. Like I didn't have any mods or anything because um, it's playing from my PC. So I'm on an Oculus Quest, and the game's not available natively on the Quest. But uh, I think I probably talked about this before on the show the last time I was on. But um, Yeah, with your little hacker app. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, so I've, I've got like uh, my PC set up so I can stream it from the PC to the headset using like this virtual desktop app on, uh, on the Oculus Quest. Um, and so when I first installed it, I didn't do any of the mods or anything because I was like, I was planning to. I was like, I've, I've heard there's some really good mods that make this really good in VR. But I wanted to try it without first, just to kind of get a baseline. I'm like, well, let me see how let me see how how good or how shitty it is without the mods, and see how much of a difference it makes. And I got in there, and at first, like, yeah, the graphics were kind of like subpar. It it certainly wasn't like as crisp and clear as I was hoping for. Um, so that kind of like hurt the immersion a little bit. And then the controls are just really kind of clunky. It's like they they ported the game for VR, 
And they gave you VR controls in the sense that, like, you can use the touch controllers, you know, like the, the controllers that come with the VR kit. Mm-hmm. You can use those to move your hands around in VR and you can, like, swing your sword and you can, like, pull back an arrow on the bow and launch it and cast your spells by, like, just reaching your hand out and squeezing a button. So that all that's, like, as far as it went for, like, preparing this thing for VR. Outside of that, like, if you want to, like, change your equipment, you got to basically pause the game to go into the menu and then find your weapons and then select the weapon you want and equip it. And then, like, once you drop out of the menu, then you've got to, like, squeeze the trigger button to pull your weapon out. I'm like, this is a nightmare. This is not what I want. Like, I want this to feel like I can just, like, grab my sword from my hip and pull it out and, like, start attacking things. And that's exactly what one of the mods that I got does. Um, So that helps the most like that's honestly like as far as immersion or gameplay itself, the one mod that I got that that lets you equip like weapons onto your body. So you can basically like I've got my sword on my hip. I've got my bow for my bow and arrow like up on my right shoulder so I can like reach my left hand back to my right shoulder, squeeze the grip button and pull my bow and arrow off of my shoulder. And I'm ready to like start shooting arrows. Um, I've got like a dagger on like my right hip. I've got a shield on my left shoulder so I can pull that up if I'm using my sword. So that made a huge difference. Um, but then like the graphics and stuff, it, like there's like a million mods that I like, obviously that's an exaggeration, but there were over a hundred mods, literally. Like I'm not exaggerating about that. There were over a hundred mods I installed on this game between like gameplay and graphics and stuff. Um, and like a bunch of the graphics mods, they're basically just a matter of, of uh you know, people have like higher resolution versions of all the textures that they've like packaged up and you basically yeah. install those as a mod into the game and it just replaces all the the basic textures and that made a huge difference. And so now like I can walk outside of a town at night and there's like there's like planets in the sky that weren't there before that are like just floating around and like shooting stars and like a bunch of cool like cosmic effects and everything. So everything looks really, really neat now. And then when a dragon flies in, it's Thomas the Tank Engine, and he comes crashing <laughs> into the middle of the field somewhere. That'd be funny. Did you ever see the mod where you, it turns all the dragons into Macho Man Randy Savage? So, like, whenever a dragon <laughs> shows up, instead of hearing it, like, roaring and flying around, you hear, oh, yeah! And it's, like, flying around the town. <laughs> it's pretty fucking funny. Um, I don't have that one. Oh, man. I was, like, out of the quote-unquote million mods, Brandon doesn't have the best. The 100 plus. 100 plus mods. Brandon's like all characters nude mod. <laughs> no. So there is there is a mod for that and like so one of the mods that I got it was like I don't remember what it was called but it was something about like improving all the female character models and like I was like okay cool. Um jiggle physics. No, but but what it did and that I didn't realize was um like yeah, it made like all the like female mod the uh, female characters in the game look a lot more realistic and everything and look sexier, you know, like their faces look more made up and stuff. And uh so the first like time that I saw that in the game, I was like, Oh yeah, this looks this looks pretty cool. I could definitely see the difference. And then what else it does is when you loot their bodies, like with all mm-hmm. the characters in the game, when you kill someone, you loot their body, uh if you take their armor off, like their body armor and their pants or whatever, their character is missing their body armor and pants. Like their character model laying on the ground is like suddenly like mostly naked. But in the base game, they still have like a loincloth on or something. Like the the females have like something covering their their chest and something covering their crotch. Um, and with this mod, it made him completely nude. And it was like really, really like, like detailed. 
And so I was in VR the first time I was playing it, and I looted this female like character's body and took all her stuff off. And I was like, "Oh, hello." I'm like, "Um, yeah, I think I'm uh, think I'm gonna turn that mod off for streaming." <laughs> You're like, "This is for Daddy's personal time." <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but it's it's uh it's pretty fun. So I've been spending more of my VR time doing Skyrim lately than I have been doing Beat Saber, but I'm still playing a lot of Beat Saber. Um. I don't remember if PJ was playing it at the time when when you and I recorded last and we talked about VR stuff, but uh, PJ's been playing a ton of Beat Saber now because he got the Oculus, and uh, I can see his high scores because anybody that's on your friends list, uh, if you're in Beat Saber, you can see like the leaderboards and stuff, and you can there's one leaderboard that's just for you and your your actual friends from your friends list. So me and PJ keep just like taking turns beating each other's scores like a competition. Uh, even though we can't play the game together at the same time because it's a single player game, but we can see each other's scores. So every time I like I log in, I go like look for any songs that PJ beat of mine that I used to have the high score on, and then I try to beat his. So <laughs> it's been pretty fun. That's fun. Yeah, it's cool. Especially since you know I know PJ's like a DDR rhythm game fucking asshat so yeah. i know he'd be like oh hell no and sit there and just grind on one song just to beat you yeah yeah he's he's like kind of insane about it um pj's pj's the guy that got me into music games years ago because um he got me into ddr and then beat mania and all that stuff um i think i kind of got into like rock band before he did and then he ended up getting that and getting better than me at that too like he's he's always better at music games <laughs> so like right now with beat saber because i've had it longer than he has i still got like a bunch of high scores on him right now so i've been like trying to rub that in as much as possible whenever i can just to like enjoy it while it lasts because <laughs> eventually he's just gonna like destroy all my scores i know it it's like inevitable <laughs> Oh man, I was like, uh, "Have you been playing your Switch at all?" Um, not as much, um, because because of playing that other stuff, I've been kind of like I've only got so much free time, and so I've been I've been doing more of like the VR stuff instead. But um, I'm still playing Octopath Traveler. Um, there's you know like the eight characters that you've got to do the stories of in that, and I've finished two of them, so I've still got to do the rest. And uh, according to PJ, it sounds like there's actually a bunch of extra stuff to do after that too. So I'll probably be playing that game for a while. I still haven't touched Legend of Zelda. Like I got that with the Switch, <laughs> and I still haven't played it once. It's hard for me. I like if I if I like start multiple games. I like really get stressed out about having multiple games unfinished. So like I tend to try to focus on one game at a time as much as possible, especially with like big RPGs and stuff like big story based games. I'm like, no, I just I have to finish this so I can put it down and move on and play something else. So that's been like my big RPG right now. Um, I was playing Animal Crossing and I probably haven't touched that now in like two or three weeks. Um, I was playing like every day just to do like the basic stuff like, okay, let me uh, see what's new in the shop and let me dig up fossils and turn those in or sell them and uh, whatever else. Um, yeah, like I got the clothing shop and stuff there. So I'd like see what's new in the clothing shop. Um, but then like that was like all I was doing every day. And I was like, well, this is this is really redundant. This is really like repetitive and and kind of boring. Like, so I'm not I don't know, like I got to a point where I'm like, like at first I was like, oh, I can see the appeal of this game. I, I, I can understand why people are like sinking a ton of hours into it because it's like just mindless fun, like cute little little like mundane task stuff. But then like I got to a point where I'm like, well, this is 
this is just kind of boring now. Like, why are people still playing this? So chores the game. Yeah, you're gonna have to enlighten <laughs> me as to what I'm missing. Maybe I'm playing it wrong, but like every day I'm just like I'm just doing the same thing, and it's like like the stuff I want to do. Honestly, like you told me about like you can get to a point where you can terraform your island after you've kind of completed the main game. Uh, and you can do whatever mm-hmm. you want with it. I'm like, well, that sounds cool. That would be fun. I've got like some neat ideas for like, I'd like to make an island that looks like like a Japanese garden where it's just like like cherry blossom trees. Everywhere. I don't know if there are cherry blossom trees, but something like that, like pretty trees and like little like streams and koi fish ponds and stuff like that. And so like I've seen some of the stuff in the shop I can buy that might make my island kind of look like that, but everything's so expensive. And like if I want to actually change the way my island looks, like I haven't even put up a single ramp on the island because I'm like, it's like, I don't know, like 80,000 or 180,000 like bells to do that. I'm like, dude, that's that's too much money. It takes forever to get this. Like I, I'm maybe I'm doing something wrong. Yeah, it sounds like you're doing wrong is you're not playing the turnip game. Dude, I that's tried. How you, that's how you make money. Dude, I that's don't, how you make bank. Okay, I don't understand how this turnip thing works because I saw the lady on my island one time on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. She only comes on Sundays, mm-hmm. right? Only Sunday, yeah. and she's gone at noon. Oh, so you have that's to, why. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you have to get her. She's there from like, I want to say it's like 5 a.m. to noon or something like that. All right. Well, so. <laughs> so, well, that sucks, first of all, because that tends to be not a time that I'm usually playing my Switch. Um, like Sunday mornings, it's like I'm eating cereal and I'm programming and stuff. So I would have to I would have to change. Yeah, you'd have to yeah. turn it on real quick, yeah. run, hunt down Daisy May, buy a bunch of turnips. Well, so here's the thing. The one time I saw her, I was like, oh, I've heard people like, talk about these turnips this is like what people do for money right so i i was like okay well let me buy some turnips from her she was selling turnips for a thousand bells per turnip the first time i ever saw her it was a thousand bells per turnip because i i remember spending ten thousand bells on a stack of 10 turnips and i was like that's a lot of money well how much are these gonna sell for and so then i checked the shop every day after that to see what their bells or their price for turnips was. And they're like, yeah, we'll give you like 200 per turnip. I was like, this is garbage. Like, what the hell? And so they all went bad because I never sold them. So what it sounds like, so, okay. So what it sounds like is you bought turnips at 100 per belt because you can only buy them in stacks of 10. Yes, right. So I thought I spent yeah, 10,000 so, though. I thought I spent 10,000 on my stack. Because the price of turnips, so the lowest Daisy May will sell you turnips at is 90 bells. Mm-hmm. And the max I think she will sell it to you is like I wanna say a hundred and ten bells okay. per turn up. Maybe I'm is just like the highest. Yeah. And so usually you wanna buy them more towards the I mean you can make a profit no matter what on it, but like for your biggest return, you know, you usually wanna try and get like in the like ninety range is like usually a good price, especially lower ninety, like ninety three, ninety four mm-hmm. and stuff is usually like a solid price for it. And then um, throughout the week at Nook's Cranny, the price for turnips, you can't sell them on Sunday. Right. But um, Monday through Saturday, the price changes twice a day. It changed. It, hmm. There's a price in the morning, and then at noon, it switches over to the evening price. Oh, I didn't know that. So um, you can check it twice a day and then by the next Sunday, the turnips are going to expire. Right. So you're going to have to sell them. Right. And it's kind of um, like a crapshoot. Cause it's like, they change their prices every day. So like 
you might sell them thinking, oh, this is a good price. They're offering me like 200 or 250 and then it might go up the next day and that kind of sucks. But I don't know, like the, the whole thing just kind of turned me off. I was like, well, that that seems lame. That doesn't sound fun. I'm not going to do that. So I just haven't bothered with the turnips since then. Well, yeah, and that's why there's like websites like Turnip Profit and stuff where you track your numbers yes. and it basically will help predict the like whatever pattern you have going for your turnip price to tell you like, when it's going to spike and like when you should sell because it's going to dip off the next time and stuff. That's too much. That's too much. Yeah. There's like a whole economy involved in it, Brandon. This isn't some child's (laughs) game. All right. This is a game with a fluctuating turnip economy. All right. So here's the thing. So, okay. So last time uh, that I was on with you and we were talking about this, you were telling me like what animal crossing is. Cause I was a noob. I didn't know anything about it. And I was like, all right, sell me on this game. What's this game like? And what I never got at all from like anybody that I've seen talk about the game or from you telling me about the game is how much this game just feels like you're just like playing some economy sim or or something like that. And it's like it makes me feel kind of dirty. Doesn't it feel kind of dirty? Like, like, am I the only one that like does not like Tom Nook one bit that I think he's like a skeevy like dick? (laughs) No, I mean, that's like one of the like general jokes of, like, the game is, like, you know, Tom Nook is, like, a dick. You pay off your mortgage, and then yeah. he's, like... Like, well, especially, so, like, in the first... Like, in this one, you choose when to, like, upgrade your house right. and stuff. In previous iterations, though, it's, like, you would pay off your house, and he would just upgrade it. Like, there was no hmm. you selecting to do it. So it was, like, oh, hey, you paid off your house. And then you like go back in the next, and he's like, "Hey man, upgraded your house since you paid it off. Now you owe me three times as much money." Jeez. <laughs> like you're like, what the fuck? Like it's like, man, you're gonna be working for me forever because you have to pay off this new mortgage again. Yeah, and it's like exorbitantly expensive. Everything that that you have to pay for, it's crazy. But yeah, like <laughs> so so yeah, like there's so many parallels in this game to just like feeling like you're working for some like, you know, corporate machine or something. And like, there's times when I'm just like, is this done on purpose? Is this just like a subtle way of like brainwashing children into like becoming part of the machine when they when they grow up or something? Because it it totally feels like it teaches you at a young age to you will pay until you are dead yeah that's like 100 percent what it feels like and i'm just like what the fuck like it just it's kind of weird after a certain point i'm just like this isn't a game as much as it's just like a like a painful simulation of real life um and you know what else like it's not just tom nook that like irritates me too but like i got that isabella girl that like runs Mm -hmm. the office after he upgrades the place and like I'll walk in and like like no joke I'm not even kidding like I'll I'll walk in and I'll see her like she's sitting at her desk reading a book and I'm like motherfucker get to work like this is your job what are you doing like I get angry at her for just like looking like she's just like slacking off cuz she's sitting at a desk and this is supposed to be her job and I assume that she's being paid and I'm just like <laughs> again this is where like the the blurring the lines between reality and a video game is like happening because I'm just like I get like legitimately irritated when I feel like she's not doing work that is worth being paid for and I assume that she's a hired employee like there's one time I saw her like just like staring out the window I walked in the thing and I'm like going up to talk to her and she's staring out the window I'm like motherfucker get over here this is your job <laughs> Do not yell at poor baby Isabel. 
She does. She does the morning announcements. She's a hardworking, hustling girl. I don't know if it's also the fact that like she look the way she looks, like with her hair up and everything. It totally reminds me of like women that I've like met. And, like this sounds misogynistic. It doesn't have to be women. <laughs> Individuals that I've met that were like front office like people at a school and I like walk in and they, you can just tell that they don't want to be there and they don't care about helping people. They're just there. They're just sitting there. They're drinking their coffee and they're chit chatting and you walk up to the counter and they're like, they like make their way over to you when they feel like it. And she looks like one of them. And I'm just like, Oh, I, don't, I just don't like her. I just don't like her. Yeah. Cause she's a boss bitch. <laughs> I don't know what she does. She doesn't owe you anything, Brandon. I don't know what she does. I don't like her. Um. <laughs> so anyway, I don't have any strong feelings. Yeah, apparently not. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I, I honestly, I haven't played Animal Crossing for probably about like a week or so. I mean, just because it's like, I'm at the point, like my house is paid off, everything. So they did the swimming update, which was cool. Yeah, I heard about that. And I caught like a bunch of the stuff that I could basically catch for the month. And, like, I've completed my fossil museum. I, like, you know, I have, like, 26, like, million bells or something in the bank. And I'm just, like, getting that, like, interest on it, just chilling in the bank. help a brother out. Yeah, apparently. Oh, what? (laughs) Little Mr., like... Uh, so I worked hard for my money, and then now you're over here, Mister. Give me a second stimulus check well, over hey, here. That's the way the world works, and the game is representative of that. I'm just, I'm just playing yeah. my part. No. You're like, why should Justin, who worked hard in the turnip market for his money, because Justin, like, no one needs that much money. I don't. I don't spend it on any. Literally, the most I spent it on was at the. Abel's clothing shop they had the king's crown mm-hmm. which is like i, I want to say it's like 2.5 million dollars for this crown item oh and God. i was like and so i like had to pull out like 200 like mil or not 200 two mil or whatever so that i could buy it because i'm like i'm not using my money on anything else and i'm like <laughs> i'm it's expensive and i want it <laughs> yeah exactly fucking one percenter uh, you know, fuck you, Brandon. <laughs> I pay taxes. Uh, anyway. Um, but besides that, I've been playing uh, Paper Mario, though. Yeah, yeah not that you care, because <laughs> apparently the, the Switch that your wife worked really hard to pick up for you for your birthday <laughs> is just collecting dust on your nightstand. Uh, no, I'm playing it, just not as much. I just haven't I haven't <laughs> played any of the Paper Marios. I'm, I miss the boat. <laughs> Brandon's like, I'd play it more if there was, like, naked women on the floor I could loot. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But, no, I was surprised because, so, I love Paper Mario. Mm -hmm. I've played all of them, and I own all of them except for Color Splash because I fucking hated Color Splash. And in my opinion, that was the one on Wii U, and it was the worst one in my opinion. And I didn't have high hopes for this one. Like, just off the trailers and stuff that I saw, I watched the Treehouse Direct stuff where they showed, like, 40 minutes of gameplay and stuff, and I was like, man, I was like, uh, it's not, like, Thousand Year Door, Paper Mario 64 mm-hmm. and stuff, which is, like, the two, like, god-tier ones, in my opinion, and I'm just like, man, I'm still gonna get it. I was like, but my expectations are at the lowest, they're pretty much low, and then I started playing it, 
and I fucking love it. Nice. Like, I was genuinely surprised that it's actually good. Nice. And I wouldn't say it's better than Paper Mario 64 or Thousand Year Door, but I would definitely place it as, like, solid number three, like, above all the other stuff that they've put out over the years. It's definitely, the writing's hilarious. It actually has a Breath of the Wild reference in it, which is great. And, like, they have, like, references to other Nintendo properties and stuff, like, scattered throughout. And, like, it gets surprisingly dark, too, in some parts of the game. Like, I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, I was like, it went some places. That's cool. Yeah, I've got, I've, I do have a number of games I picked up on my Switch, like, on sale and stuff that I'll have to, I'll have to play at some point. Like I said, once I, once I knock one or two things off my list and I pick up, pick up something new, but, uh. Yeah, it's my thing, like, um, I, <laughs> Like, nothing came out for a while, and then, like, Ooblets came out, like, Wednesday, and I was excited to play Ooblets, but then it was, like, Paper Mario came out Friday and Ghost of Tsushima, and I was like, damn it, like, why couldn't this have come out, like, a month earlier, like, before, so I actually had time to play, because it's like, now I've just been playing Paper Mario, because it's on Switch, so it's easier for me to play, and then, like, right after Paper Mario came out, um, like Carrion just came out or whatever. It's like a Devolver digital game where you play as like this tentacle monster thing, like hmm. killing people. It looks dope. And I was like, man, like I want to play this too, but I'm kind of like you where I'm like, I could literally buy this right now, but because I'm playing Paper Mario, I won't even like really play right. it. Right. If I know I'm not going to so, play it, like I don't want to spend the money. I'll wait for a sale. Yeah. Yeah, or I'll just wait until I beat Paper Mario. It's not like the game's going anywhere. Right. It's not like it's on sale right now. Well, especially if you're so. buying, like, digital, you know, it's it's always going to yeah. be there. It's not like you're worried about the stores running out or something. Yeah. So. Oh, there we go. <laughs> what you drinking? Uh, dude, I got that royal milk tea. What? Royal milk tea. The hell tea. is that? It's, it's got uh, milk in it? Yeah. That sounds disgusting. The, yeah, so, one... Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give me a second. So, so right okay. uh, you need to take another shower. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's the finest blend of black tea infused with twenty five percent milk. That just sounds so gross. Have Have you never had milk tea before? No. Oh, like I mean, it's like a. It's not like a weird like. Like in Ireland and stuff, that's like how a lot of people. Oh well, I guess you put like with milk. Yeah, it's like putting cream and sugar in coffee. They put milk or cream in their tea. Yeah. Yeah. I just I'm not I'm not much of a tea person anyway. The only time I ever drink tea is when I'm sick. I'll drink green tea, but like that's about it. Yeah. See, like I love it. Megan hates it. She thinks it tastes disgusting, but she's probably right. I love it. Yeah. The the only downside is because milk utterly destroys. Like no pun intended. (laughs) Utterly. Destroys my fucking stomach every time, <laughs> so it's like I can only really ever drink it like when I know I'm at home and have uh, easy access to a toilet. Because are you are you lactose intolerant? Can you not do the lactose? So like any dairy or what? Like to some degree, like it's weird. Like cheese and like sour cream, mm. I'm completely okay with. I can eat a bunch of it, mm. completely fine. But like milk, yogurt. And like ice cream, mm-hmm. just like destroy my stomach for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Like cheese and sour cream, whatever, I'm fine. So it's like half the dairy products, I'm fine, and it's like the other half just wreck me for whatever hmm. reason. Interesting. So it's like when I eat ice cream, 
Because I do like it, but it's like I'll only ever eat like a small you just, amount. You just have to take off your pants and like sit on the toilet while you eat it so it can just slide right through. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. It's just like uh, get the liquid shits. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you got to put plastic on the couch. <laughs> I was like, I have to do that anyway because of the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even need plastic. There's enough dog hair covering the couch that it's basically yeah. like a covering for the couch. Like a protective layer. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, this is a nice rug on your couch. That's not a rug. <laughs> right. I'm just like, like, what is a shag? I'm like, yep. The dogs are like hiding in it. You can't even see them anymore. Dude, seriously. Dude, I sweep the floor every day. And then the Jeez. next morning I wake up and it looks like I didn't sweep the floor the day before. Jeez. It's rough. I can... It's rough. I hate cleaning the house. I hate it. We had we had a lady that would come and clean the house like every couple weeks or something for a while, but then with with the COVID nineteen stuff, like nobody else is coming in the house, so like she hasn't been coming over. I don't know if she's working at all. Like I haven't heard from her since the whole thing started. I was just like, hey, um, you know, with this whole shutdown thing, um, I think we're gonna we're gonna take a break from having people come in the house. And she's like, okay. And I haven't heard from her since then, so I don't know if like I, I assume like probably most of her clients just like stopped having her come in and she's probably just getting unemployment now or something, which sucks. But, um, but yeah, so like our, our house was getting like, like we were getting a bunch of hair on the floor. Cause I got six dogs. They're all small, but like it's, it still adds up. Like there's a lot of little fur that just ends up floating around the floor creating dust bunnies and stuff. And my wife started, started cleaning up after, after a while. She's just like, you know what? I could just do this myself. I'm like, all right, well, better you than me. <laughs> I hate, I was cleaning. like, if you hate cleaning the house so much, why don't you just burn it down? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what? I hadn't thought of it, but now that you mention it, I will do that. Yeah. <laughs> and with the insurance money, you just get a new one, right. and then when that yeah. one gets dirty, well, you just burn that one. Unfortunately, down. I don't own this one, so I don't think it would work out in my favor. <laughs> Better him than you, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I started doing my, my pool stuff, though, because we were paying for a pool guy for the longest time, and which... I hate because I never even wanted the pool to begin with. Like we moved into this house and like we specifically looked for a house with a pool just because our son wanted a pool. And I'm like, well, he only uses it like a handful of times in the summer. And then it just sits there the rest of the year. Like most people's pools, like they mostly just sit there the rest of the year if you don't have a heated pool. Um, and uh, and so like I never felt like it was worth the extra money to get a house with a pool. But we did it anyway. Like our last two. Ho- oh, shit. All three of our houses have had pools, um, but like I, I'm noticing a trend here. <laughs> yeah, no, well, well, because it's always the same thing. It's like, well, our son wants to use the pool, and when he was like really little, he used to swim all the time. Like when we lived in an apartment, he used to go to the pool like constantly, like every weekend, and like sometimes on the weekdays. Like he just he like lived in the water, but like as he's gotten older, he's like been less and less interested in getting in the pool. So, but we kept getting houses with pools, and so now like this is like the third one that we've got with a pool, and I'm like we're literally not using this thing like a couple times in the summer he gets in there and then it just sits there and we were paying a pool guy to come out like every couple weeks and clean the pool and put chemicals in and stuff and finally i was like like i talked to my landlord because my landlord's like like he's the kind of guy that like if anything breaks he'll fix it um he's like really good about that stuff and he like he's a he's like a handyman practically so like i've had a couple issues with the pool pump where like the pool guy will tell me he's like hey so you're um 
uh, your pump was like clogged or whatever. Um, and I think there's a leak on the side, so you might need to have it replaced. Um, I can give you a quote for that if you want. And I'm like, well, let me talk to my landlord. And like every time my landlord's like, oh, okay, I'll come fix it. And he'll come out there and he'll like just replace the pump or he'll come out and like if if the filters need to be cleaned, he'll clean the filters. Like so the pool guy literally needed to do nothing but skim the pool and put chemicals in. And I'm like, well, I could probably just do that part myself. And we were paying the guy like 80 bucks a month or something. And like the chemicals themselves, like for the amount of chemicals that you need to put in over the course of a month, it's very little. Like we'd be paying like a fraction of that, like 20, 30 bucks maybe a month I'm spending if I if I were to break it down just to do it myself. And it's it's so easy because I don't have to do the hard stuff because I got the landlord to do that. So I was like, well, shit, why am I spending all this money? So so we finally stopped doing that, too. And Brandon's like, now that I don't have to pay a pool guy, he's like, I can spend that money on TiVos. Apparently. I'm not sure where that came from, but. <laughs> oh, the Mesa Swap Mart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you were just there. That's this right. Morning. Where I got the swamp ass. I already forgot. Yeah. I already forgot. Yeah, yeah it's because of the heat. It does that. <laughs> it's to making you. me delirious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, what else is new with you? Um, besides just being sick of fucking working, like working from home was great at first, and then now it's like I kind of just fucking hate it. Hmm. Only because, I mean, it's nice for the dogs because yeah. we're home all the time, so they get to run around and do whatever. They don't have to go in their crates. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't know. They kind of use it as an excuse, I guess, to just like have us work more overtime because uh, it's like we're already home sort of thing. That's shitty. So it's just me and Megan have just been working ridiculous amounts of hours. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, the money is nice, but I'm like, everything's shut down. So it's like, I don't even get to spend it on anything worth anything. And then it's like, I just work and then go to bed and then wake up and then work. Yeah. And then go to bed. I can, I can relate to that to a point. Like I, I do legitimately enjoy working from home. Um, definitely a lot more than I enjoy going to an office. Um, I, I just, I hate driving across town and everything. And like the offices I was working in were always like really far away, like Scottsdale or Tempe. Um, and I'm like up in Northern Glendale. So it like takes me like forever to get there. So that's like tedious. Um, so I don't miss the commute and like, I don't know. I just, I like being able to kind of just like work at my own pace and sort of like to my own comfort, you know, like there'll be times when like, I just like I'm getting frustrated. I don't feel very productive. And so I'm like, well, let me just go sit on the back patio for a little bit, you know, and I can just do that um, and then come back and feel refreshed and like, you know, get back into it. So so that's nice. Um, and like no one's there, like hovering over my shoulder, like asking me like, hey, what are you working on? You know, how is it going? Um, I mean, my job has always been pretty cool about that anyway, for the most part. Like we don't have micromanagers like for for management. Um, so that's good. But you're not feeling productive, so then you go out on the patio and do an entire rail of fentanyl, and then you're like, all right. <laughs> and then you go back in and then just slam your, like, knuckles against the keyboard. Right. It's like it's like uh, Wolf of Wall Street over here at my house. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're, like, sitting there in a Adidas tracksuit on a treadmill. I'm the, I'm the only one. I'm the only one here, and I'm, like, making my coffee, and then I'm just like, you haven't done shit today. Coffee's for closers. And just like knock the coffee out of my own hand and then like fall down on my face on the floor and like lick it up. 
Yeah. You're like, I am employee of the month. <laughs> yeah. In my house, I am employee of the month. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So, but, uh, but lately, no, I, I've been, honestly, I've been feeling kind of burnt out lately. Um, just because like, no one's like forcing me to work like long hours or anything like that. Like if I, if I started at like 8am every day and clocked out at 5pm, um, like, that's that's perfectly fine like no one's like looking at my hours aside from like if i was like coming in like they're they're expecting me to work 40 hours a week which i easily do i i'm always over that because i tend to just basically plan to work like 40 and then there's always days i end up going later than that just because i'm in the middle of like a project and i'm trying to figure something out and i just don't stop when i planned to originally so like i've always have more than enough hours but like if i was like consistently under 40 that's where like someone would be like hey uh what's going on you know your hours are are low but that literally never happens so that's not even a concern for me um but what's been happening more recently is i'm just in the middle of this project where we're like we want to release this update to our product at a certain time um like within a couple weeks and like i've like like I've got a schedule of like what I'm planning to work on each day. And like last week that like completely blew up on me where like, I thought that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I was going to be working on this one thing and then I was going to be done and I can move on to something else. And I was literally working on it throughout the entire week. It took me like all week and I was still like, like trying to figure out like bugs and stuff. And like, I was literally working on it yesterday too. Like I fired up my work computer on Saturday. I was like, all right, let me, let me keep doing some testing and try to figure out these last couple bugs. And then I ran into another new bug after I figured those out. And it's like, this thing just doesn't want to end and it's been stressing me the fuck out. So I, I think I need a vacation. Like I, it's been forever. I haven't had a vacation since like last holiday season, like Christmas holiday. And I'm like looking at the calendar like, yeah, I think I'm going to be taking some time off like before September because I need it. Dude, that's what sucks, too, is like for this year, like for my birthday this year, you know, we were going to go to Disneyland and like do whatever. And that ended up not happening. Mm-hmm. So it's like I I took those three days off or whatever still. But... Like, we ended up not going, and then, so then we tried to, like, we're like, all right, well, we'll go a little later, like, in the year or whatever, in, like, I don't know, like, July or September, like, whatever, but it's, like, that's still not looking good, Yeah. and then at the end of this year, we were planning to go to Japan, and it's, like, as of right now, it's stuff, you know, it's, like, people are getting, like, they're not allowing, like, like, american right like over there so it's like dude i like so there was like my vacation plans for 2020 yeah all taken care of pretty much this year's fucking shot but uh yeah and and i thought i honestly like i kind of thought at the beginning of this that uh all this time like stuck at home was going to be good for me because i could like work on final fantasy renaissance and like get the rest of that knocked out i was like oh i can get this done sooner than i thought because i was planning for like end of the year anyway um but i was like oh i'm just gonna have so much more time because like we can't go anywhere so it's like my wife's not going to be trying to make me go places and stuff um but then at the same time because i'm just sitting at home all the time in front of my computer for work like every day just feels like sitting in front of my computer and it's all just kind of feeling like blah and like everything's blurring together so then like after work when i start to work on final fantasy i'm like 
dude, I just want to do something else. Like, I want to play a video game. I want to go in the other room and, like, sit down on the couch and, like, play something on the console or whatever. Like, <laughs> I need, like, a change of scenery a little bit. So, like, I'm I'm a total homebody. Like, I just, like, I have all the things that I love at my house. Like, I've got my VR. i got my consoles. i got my PC. I've got, like, you know, music stuff I can do. And still, like, it is getting to the point now for me where I'm like, yeah, I kind of could use a little bit of a change of scenery. Like, um, we went to, um, <clears throat> what was it, Cheesecake Factory, um, like, a few weeks ago for my godson's birthday. Uh, it's, like, his birthday, and he's graduating high school, even though they didn't have a fucking graduation, which really sucks. Um so we wanted to do something for him. So we took him out to Cheesecake Factory. And it was the first time I'd gone to a sit-down restaurant since this whole thing started. And I was like, and I didn't feel like I needed to. I was like, oh, I don't need to go sit down somewhere. It just takes more time to wait for a server to come, like give you your food. And then you got to wait for every step of the process. Let's just go do takeout like everything else, like everybody is, take it home and eat while we watch TV. Like that's the ideal situation, right? Um, but I have to admit, after I was sitting there at the restaurant for a little bit, I was like, it feels kind of nice. It feels kind of nice to get out and just like be in different scenery, see some different people and whatever, you know? So. Yeah. No, I'm like, a hundred percent there where it's like i'm at the point of watching shows about tiny houses <laughs> like that's where i'm at <laughs> i've started watching documentaries on netflix now about like dirty money and like history channel stuff <laughs> i'm like all right well i guess i i guess i'm bored <laughs> yeah i was like uh my mom is was out of town this weekend so i had to go over to my parents house to, like water the yard and keep the plants alive and while we were over there, and you're like, woo, vacation. Meant. Yeah, basically, that's kind of like what it's at. It's like, I'm like, hey, a house that's not mine. <laughs> like, right. I could let's lay on the couch and not get trampled by dogs and just kind of do whatever. Yep. And Megan had like RuPaul's Drag Race or something on, and then it <laughs> ended. And she was like, you put something on. And I was like, all right. And I was trying to figure out what to put on. And I saw how the tiny house hunter, yeah. whatever show on like true TV. I was like, whatever. So I put <laughs> it on and Megan looked at me and was like, really? And then after like two episodes, she's like, are you even watching this? Because she was watching it. Uh-huh. And then I was like, yeah, because I'm playing Paper Mario simultaneously. Yeah. And then we were there watching it until about eight o'clock at night. And then she was like, all right, you ready to go home and continue watching it at home? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, we went through a phase, me and my wife, where we were watching the tiny house shows because she started watching them. And like, I would just be like hanging out in the room just to like spend some time with her. And so I ended up kind of getting sucked into it for a little bit, too. It's one of those things where like it's one of those shows where you watch it and you it's like it's entertaining enough. And it's like fun to watch just because you're like you're like judging the people, right? You're like, at least for me, I'm like, I'm watching these people. I'm like, okay, so you've got four people and you want to cram them all into this little tiny house. And like two of them are kids. You've got a boy and a girl. So when they get to be teenagers, they're not going to want to share the same room. And now you've given them no choice. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Like some people I don't understand yeah. like their, their like logic. <laughs> yeah. That was my thing where it's like at the end, I'm like, I can't believe they went with that house. Yeah. Or like the ones where it's like, it's like the boy and girl who are like just got married or whatever, but they're living with the parents right? and the parents. It's like, oh, you don't know how per- much you're going to hate each other when you live in this yeah, place for and, two months. <laughs> and like the parents gave them permission to put their tiny house like in the backyard or whatever. Right. Cause they're like, yeah, we just kind of need our own space. Uh-huh. And they end up 
getting a fucking house that has no bathroom. Right? So it's like, they still have to go into the main house to use the bathroom. They're like, oh, yeah, our independence. And I'm like, you fucking, this has no electricity in this house and no toilet. Yeah. It has, like, it's a glorified fucking treehouse yeah. that you spent, like, $15,000 on. I, I, the and one that, you still have to go into your parents' house. The, the one that my wife and I were just, like, we were, like, screaming at the TV because these people were just, like, like so stupid. Like, it was a family that I, I'm not even kidding. It was the man and his wife. And I think they had three kids, at least three kids. They might have had four. I don't remember. But they had at least three kids. And then they had, like, four dogs. And I'm like, what the fuck? And they wanted to get, like, it was, like, the smallest thing. Like, there's some tiny houses or, like, a luxury tiny house. Or I'm like, okay, this is practically just, like, an apartment. And it's almost got, like, extra rooms and stuff. They're just, like, kind of stacked on each other. But there's privacy and stuff. Like, you got, like, a staircase to get up there. They were in, like, what looked like a fucking RV. It looked like a like a camper trailer. Like, this thing was so tiny. And they're like, oh, we're going to be saving so much money. And we're going to be reducing our, our impact imprint on the environment and everything and i'm like that's great you all are going to go insane you guys are all going to drive each other insane and and the, the thing again with the kids is like i get that your kids are tiny right now but like they're only going to be able to like stand living in the same space with each other for so long and especially when you get to be like older you get to be like teenager whatever like there's no reason for like teenage boys and girls like their siblings to be living in the same room that just gets weird after a while so i'm like i don't think you people are thinking this thing through and i don't know how they were doing it with animals didn't make any sense dude well that's what was funny was the first episode that we watched of it yesterday it was these because the one that we were watching originally it was like different countries so it's like a lot of them were in um ireland and the uk yeah. and different stuff like that and the first one that we watched it was in dublin ireland and the house they ended up choosing and it's because they chose it because it's like in the heart of dublin or whatever and they wanted to be closer they'd been living out in like the countryside and stuff and they wanted to be they missed the hustle and bustle of the city so they wanted to be like more in the city and this house like was because they the person described it as when the houses were built, they started on like each end of the street and worked their way into the middle. And mm -hmm. then this house was the one that was in the middle that was built with whatever space was left <laughs> between the other. Nice. So like the the width of this house was like six feet. No joke. Like you could Holy hand shit. to hand touch. And so they built it up more vertically. Wow. But like width wise, it was six feet because it was just like the gap between the other two houses and that was the house they ended up choosing wow. and it had this like little backyard and this, these people had like three kids. Oh my God. It was mom, dad and like three, like, and they were little kids, yeah. but it's just like, dude, same thing. Like, I'm like, dude, like where are they all sleep? Like there's like one bed, like upstairs. I'm like all five of them like <laughs> sleeping upstairs. And at the end, it showed the three kids outside in the little backyard thing. And the dad was like, Oh yeah, I know. Like they go outside in the little, they love the little backyard, whatever they play in it all the time. And I was like, bro, at the beginning of the episode, you showed me your country house <laughs> that had 20 fucking acres. Oh my God. And you're telling me that the kids love playing in this like uh. 10 foot by 10 foot yard more than 
They liked playing in the, I don't know, 20 fucking acres that you had in your, like, oh, five-bedroom fucking house that you owned before. <laughs> like, I don't believe it. Talk about one extreme to another. Holy shit. Right? I'm like, yeah, but I hope being closer to the pub like, <laughs> right? was worth it. Yeah, like, fucking priorities. Crazy. <laughs> um, So, I know that uh, you watch a lot of anime, and I don't, typically, but um, uh, do you watch Ruby? Because I finally just got caught up on Ruby. I don't. Oh, um, I've heard good. good things about it. The, the, like the art. I want to say, isn't the art style kind of like where, like kind of three D ish? I don't know if I would you even know, call it three D ish. Like it looks like cell shaded. Like yeah, it's like cell shaded. Yeah, kind of. it's like computer. It's like obviously computer animated. You know, like the way that everything moves. It looks very, very like kind of rigid in yeah, a sense. Because um, I think that's why I didn't watch it was because yeah. I didn't really dig that style of like, I, art style. I totally know what you mean. Um, and I felt the same way in the beginning when I first started watching because I knew people that watched it that were recommending it. And like I remember when before I even knew anyone that watched it, I saw like some trailers like years ago when it was like first being advertised. And I'm like, oh, this looks interesting. I, I think I'll check this out at some point. And when it finally came to Netflix for a time, I don't remember if it's still there or not. Um but it came to Netflix for a little while. And so I started watching it there. Um, and the first season I was like, it was kind of hard to get through at first because of the animation. So I was like, Oh man, this just looks like really cheap. Like this looks like, like slapped together or something. Um, but I would say it's like, you just have to like give it some time because that first season is kind of rough, but yet like, if you look past the animation in the first season, the characters are really good. The, the writing is really good and the story is interesting. Um, and then by the second season, the animation starts improving. And then the third season, it's, it's much, much better. Um, like they just, they just get better and better over time. And like, and, and as the show goes on, like they're choreographing like some fight scenes that just like put, they put like blockbuster action movies to shame. Like there's some really, really good stuff that they do in that, in that show. Like the animation gets seriously impressive after a while. Um, even though they like their own, like their style, like it does look a little bit different from other animation. Like, so it takes a little getting used to, but it's, it's a really good show. Um, there's like seven seasons now. I just finished the seven seasons. It's really good. I don't know how long it's going to go, but it's still going. Well, that like reminds me of what the hell was it called? It was, it was like this dude on YouTube made the videos where it was like the final fantasy people fighting. That's the same guy that made Ruby. Okay, yeah, his name's, that's what I thought. Yeah. I wanted to say that was the guy who. Yep, Dead Fantasy. Yeah, where, yeah, Dead. Yep, there we dead go. Fantasy. That's what it was. Where it was. Yep. Yeah, it was Final Fantasy and the Dead or Alive. People. Yeah, Dead or Alive and Final Fantasy characters. Yeah, um, Monty Um was the guy who I I don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name right. Om or Um or something. O U M. Um, he was the guy that created Dead Fantasy, and he started Ruby. It was his. It's his baby, and he passed away like after the. I think the three or four seasons they were like three or four seasons in when he passed away and so like the team that he worked with has been continuing it since then it's like i think he he planned out the whole thing had the whole story planned or something um he actually did the voice of one of the characters in the show too he's not one of like the the he's not like one of the four like well the four main 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 characters are all female so obviously he's not one of them but um but one of the other characters that they're like friends with in the show um he did the voice of him and um after he passed away his brother took over so it's it's cool like it sounds like exactly the same like he does like the same voice it's cool but uh it's that was show. nice yeah 
I was like, it's 2020, Brandon. If he wanted to voice a girl, he could. Well, sure. I'm not. <laughs> I wouldn't stop him. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So there's that's that's the extent of my uh, my anime watching. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was kind of. There's been a lot of like good. Like, there's um some new animes and stuff that have like started. Like they've. I know Crunchyroll's been teaming up with, like, Webtoon hmm. and stuff, which Webtoon does, like, a lot of the, like, Korean. It's, like, basically, like, manga, but it's, like, Korea's, like, manga mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I know Crunchyroll probably spent, like, a pretty penny, like, teaming up with them. And so they have, like, Tower of God. It's weird, like, <laughs> the the two ones that they started are Tower of God and then God of High School, which both have God in it, hmm. and then very similar concepts, but about like, like Tower of God is them trying to work up to the top of this tower thing, and then whoever gets to the top gets like a wish of whatever they want. So whoever then, whoever gets to the tip of the Tower of Power gets their wish yep, fulfilled. Basically, got it. <laughs> and then uh, God of High School is like a bunch of high school kids in a tournament, and it's like whoever wins. Nice gets a wish but they're all like insanely strong and badass oh i know what else i watched recently um because pj recommended it to me um if you're into avatar or legend of korra or anything like that at all um i recommend shira um it's on netflix right now the the one that's like you know shira as in the character that was like the spinoff from the he-man series um mm-hmm. Shira's like the female version of he-man um there's an it's it's a relatively newer it's not like the old Shira cartoons but it's um it's a newer one that they put out on Netflix it's a Netflix original that came out like I think it's been on Netflix for like a couple years or something because I didn't I didn't watch it till recently but I think it's been there a while um it's really really good um uh yeah PJ told me he's like dude um because he knows that I love Avatar like he does and so he's always like recommending things that are, like are kind of in that vein like the Dragon Prince is a really good one that's kind of like got some similarities to avatar um but shira like is even closer in a sense because you've got characters that have like powers like there's all the different princesses that shira has to like team up with and they all have like different elemental powers so it's like kind of like avatar in that regards you got like wind power and ice power and like like plant power and like all these cool things um but yeah it's a it's a really freaking good show it's like really well written really funny um and it just gets like crazier and more intense by the end it's it's like epic it's really cool i want to say i watched season one of it oh did you that's why i think so i was like i think that's the same show and i was trying to pull it up here on netflix and see she-ra and the princesses of power there we go. I was like, I was like, if Netflix wants to actually load, yeah, I there loved, I love that show. Like, there were some characters in that that I was just like, I totally fell in love with. Really good. Yeah, I definitely watched season one of oh, it. Oh, cool. You should you should definitely keep going. Like, season one is is good, and it just like like every season just gets better and better. Yeah, I see. There's like five seasons now. I'm like, yep. Jesus Christ! But that's <laughs> it. But that's it. That's the ending. There's only five. That's it, and then it's over. Yep. Yep, the whole story is it's yeah, the whole arc is is completed in season 5. So good. Man. 
I mean, they definitely got <laughs> was... enough to build from. I'm sure they could make another series if they wanted to, but it definitely like concludes in a in a really satisfying way. I was like one of the uh, animes on Netflix that I like that the came back with a new season. I think it was this year was a uh, Baki. Hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen the trailer for Baki. Dude, no. it's so it's so good. It's so ridiculous. It's like these super jacked dudes. It's like a fighting. Oh, anime. I think you told me about that one. Yeah, where like, and then the whole first season is like escaped death row inmates, and it's like. They run into them on the street and they just right. beat the shit out of each other. And right. in the new season, they were in some like Chinese tournament and stuff. And it was had Muhammad Ali's son in it, and huh. like he like perfected what Muhammad Ali was trying to do in his like boxing career and stuff, which was like some like boxing mixed martial arts. Like, hmm, that's cool. But yeah, it was good. How's negative space going? you tell me (laughs) like i was working on it for it's kind of like same thing like what you were saying like i was working on it i finished the one chapter i was working on and i i need to get a build together for surge to play it's just i want to finish like testing it myself and stuff before giving him a new build to play but yeah and like piecing some stuff together before he plays it but it's like i did it but then it's just with work and all the shit it's like half the time it's like by the time like some nights i end up working like eight to eight or eight to seven and it's like after that it's like i don't want to work on anything i just want to turn my brain off right and whatever so yeah progress has been fairly slow on negative space but I I am gonna keep working on it. It's just been a struggle. I mean, hell, even as you know, just for the podcast, it's like I'm to doing like one episode. Well, it's because I do co-host the That Pixel Life podcast, right. which we just had our hundredth episode, and yesterday, yesterday, Friday, we recorded our hundred and first episode. So, um. It's like I have that podcast every week and then, you know, I'm trying to do my podcast at least once a month now to keep it going. So, which Brandon got a mic specifically for because he said he was (laughs) tired of sharing the mic with me in the closet. No, it wasn't that as much as I was guesting on the Gaming Outsider and um, we were talking about the Final Fantasy VII remake a while back. And they had me on as like one of the guests and um, I didn't realize that like, so I was on my, on my laptop and it's got like speakers built in on the sides of the laptop. It's a MacBook pro and it's got like these speaker areas on, on the left and right. Nice flex. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've got two of them because I got one for work and one for home. It's no big deal. Um, <laughs> but uh, we'll sync up to my Apple Watch. Yeah, no, I don't have the Apple Watch anymore. It broke. <laughs> but uh, but what I didn't realize was those speaker like areas on the sides. I think that's also where the microphone is because I was like I was recording straight through the onboard mic because I didn't have a different one. I didn't have a USB mic to use or anything like that. Um, so I had like headphones on plugged into it just so like there wouldn't be any feedback. But I was just using the onboard mic, and so like while I'm talking like several points to the episode, cause I went and listened to the recording later and I was like super embarrassed because 
like half the time when I was talking, I would like get, I would like start fidgeting with my laptop because it was just like sitting on my lap. Um, and so I was like fidgeting with it while I was talking and I started rubbing my thumbs over like the speaker areas. Like I was like wiping dust off of them or something. And I, that must be where the mic is because all of a sudden you hear on the mic, like, I was like, Oh shit. So not to mention it just like that tiny microphone isn't as good a quality as, as something that's made for this. So I was like, yeah, I should probably get something better if I'm going to be on people's podcasts. So I don't like make their episodes sound like shit. <laughs> so yeah, how that's Brandon free everybody. So consider it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then, uh, when I got it set up the other day, I did a, a stream like to kind of test it out where I was like playing my guitar and I haven't touched that in forever. So that was kind of cool. Um, so I might do more of that. I don't know. Yeah, Brandon was playing Guitar Hero. He was like through the fire and flames on expert. <laughs> yeah. Pinky worn out. <laughs> um, actually, uh, I started doing some live streams of Final Fantasy Renaissance development um, last weekend. I did, I think it was, yeah, last weekend. And then I think on Thursday, I did one also. Um, cause I've been like building some of the new towns and one of the dungeons. Um, so in, so this is final fantasy Renaissance, the FF one remake. Um, I'm at the point where I am creating the towns of Onrak and Gaia. And then also the sunken shrine dungeon where you go to fight the Kraken. Cause you get there, like basically the three of those things are all intertwined because you have to get a key item and take it to Gaia to get another key item to take it to Onrak, and then that lets you go in a submarine down to the Sunken Shrine so you can fight Kraken. So, like, that whole section of the game is kind of, like, one big piece that I'm working on right now. Um, and so I did one live stream where I was, like, building, like, the finishing touches of the two towns because I had already done most of it. So I was doing that, and I recorded that, and then I did a recording building, like, the first floor of the Sunken Shrine. Um, so that was kind of cool. So, yeah, I'm trying to do that when I have, like, a good time... Um, where I'm like working on something that's actually like worth showing, you know, if I'm, if I'm just like staring at like variables and code, that's not fun, but like something that I can actually like show in the UI is, is kind of neat. It's just Brandon vigorously rubbing the side of his mm -hmm. MacBook pro yep. all over the mic and then screaming and then going outside <laughs> and just walking into the pool with all his clothes on. Uh, yep. Pretty much. And he's like, why do we even have this fucking thing? <laughs> yep. And pouring the chemicals in it at the same time. Yeah, and then Brandon puts the chemicals in his mouth and then tries to breathe as much water as he can before he passes out. He puts the chemicals on its skin. <laughs> Donkey. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so. I know. I, I'll tell you what, though. I fucking miss the movie theater. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. That was like, one of the few things that like we would all do, me and my wife and my son, like that was our thing. We would go to movies and so that's like our big pastime is gone right now. That's kinda sad. I know. I was like you know, it's not like I haven't watched some movies while at home, but Megan's primarily the one putting them on. Yeah. So it's like today I watched Cinderella Story with Hilary Duff for like the sixth time <laughs> since quarantine. Oh boy. Since Megan loves that movie <laughs> which it's not a bad movie but i was like after after the second time i'm like i know i can basically plot out on paper 
everything that's going to happen in this movie. My wife's been watching a ton of, like, she's been watching some movies and just, like, a shit ton of Netflix. Um, uh, Our son got her to finally watch The Walking Dead because me and him have watched it, most of it. Like, I haven't watched the last season that's that's available so far on Netflix. Um, but uh, but they've got... Because you're scared. Well, no. Um, <laughs> not necessarily. It's It's that... There is a certain amount of like being scared to it because there's characters that I just really love at this point. And I'm like, if I don't keep watching, they're still alive as far as I know. But if I watch it, they might be dead. They all go to a farm. (laughs) They just go live on a farm together. Right? It's like in my mind, I don't know if some of these characters have died yet as of the latest episodes. So in my mind, they're still alive. So as long as I put off watching any new episodes, those characters don't have to die. Um, But I I do need to catch up soon because I want to catch up before she gets there just so like we can talk about stuff that happens. But she's been like plowing through it, just, um, just binging it like crazy. And she finally got to like, arguably the most upsetting episode in the entire series last night. So, <laughs> and I didn't want to watch it again because it was it's like super graphic, and I'm like, yeah, that's just gonna make my anxiety go like through the roof because I know what's gonna happen and everything. So, I was in the other room playing Skyrim and VR, and I'm like here and they're like screaming <laughs> from the. Are other you room. talking? Are you talking about with Negan? Yep. Yep. Where Glenn gets his fucking head bashed in. Oh, spoilers, man. Spoilers. Yeah, whatever, dude. I was like, I read that in the comic book like if anybody has, nine years ago. If, like, if anybody has listened to your show before, I think they know better than to expect there's no spoilers in this show. So Yeah, I was like, honestly, if anyone's still yeah. listening at this point, like it's pretty much to be expected. Yeah. Sorry guys, spoiler warning. Uh stop listening now if you Yeah. <laughs> yeah, spoiler warning for you know that show that everybody dropped off of about six <laughs> years ago. So Yeah. Spoiler warning for your three other listeners. Yeah. Matt. <laughs> Matt who, does, who doesn't watch The Walking Dead. Oh man. Well now you just ruined it for him. Well, he read the comic, so oh, he already knew. Okay. Me and him were already in the know. Okay. Yeah, honestly, I was a little bit pissed off when um, so when when I got to that point in the show, some one of my one of my jackass friends at work, uh, he's one of those guys that's like, oh, dude, I'm not I'm not going to spoil anything for you. But like, um, like in the comics, this is what happens. And I'm like, OK, so now I know what's probably going to happen in the show. He's like, well, yeah, but it's in the comics and they changed a bunch of things in the show. I'm like, yeah, but maybe they didn't change that from the comics to the show. And now I have it in my brain that I'm expecting that's probably going to happen. And so he already like spoiled the whole thing about Glenn because he told me that that's how he's like, all he needed to tell me, he's like, he didn't say anything about Negan or anything. He's just like, oh yeah, dude, like it's fucked up in the comics. Glenn dies by getting his head bashed in with a baseball bat. It's fucked up. I'm like, thanks. And so then as soon as I met Negan and saw the bat, I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> and like, You're like, good old Lucy. Right. And so they, they do like the cliffhanger thing in the show where like he kills one person and you don't know who he killed. And so you're waiting months and months and months for the next season to find out what happens. Well, months. And so, okay, I can go on like a tirade here about how I think that they should have just put those two episodes together and called that the finale instead of waiting until the next season. Because the problem with doing a big cliffhanger like that and then giving people months to stew on it is everybody figures out all the possibilities of what could happen and you're prepared for it by then. Because by the time, not only did I know what happened in the comics, so I'm already expecting it's probably going to be Glenn or at least one person he kills is going to be Glenn. Um, but 
like, I mean, in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, they might like, because the comics did that, they might try to change it up and make it somebody else to throw you off. Um, but at, but because it's in my mind that that's how Glenn dies, I'm already preparing myself mentally for it. Um, plus, with all those months to go by, you're thinking about how bad it could possibly be, how he could kill him, like how, like you know, what's it gonna look like? And you're like visualizing every character in that scene. You're visualizing what it's gonna look like for them to to get their head bashed in by a baseball bat. So then, when it actually happens and you're watching it, like for me, I was like expecting that like any of these possibilities could happen and I was already kind of mentally prepared for it. So when it did happen, I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. But at the same time, I know that it wasn't as much of a reaction as I would have had, had I had no anticipation of what might happen. So, so yeah, like, I think that was a mistake. Not, not only was I annoyed that my friend kind of blew it for me, but I was annoyed that they, they did that with the show where they split it up by so much time. Cause I think that just like ruins the, the impact. Yeah, that's kind of like I've said forever that I thought uh, the last two two Matrix movies should have just been made into one actual movie. Well, yeah, I mean, they definitely feel like they should be. Obviously, it would be too long to be one continuous movie. But like if you watch like I remember watching them in the theaters and yeah, that ending of that of part two doesn't feel like. Like the ending of an the ending. movie, yeah, yeah, because it intentionally. I remember watching it in theaters, yeah. and yeah, they leave it as like a cliffhanger thing, and then at the end of the movie, they show like a preview trailer for like three, right? So it's like you already knew going into this that this is yeah. what you were going to do. It feels a hundred percent like an episode of a show, basically. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was like a two-hour episode of a show. Yeah. I, there's only like one other movie I can think of off the top of my head right now that I feel like kind of did the same thing, even though I was still happy with the ending. It was uh, Kill Bill Volume 1, because that one, like Kill Bill Volume 1, does kind of like what Matrix does, where it sets up this this broader kind of story of like, oh, she's got all these people on her list that she needs to kill. And by the end of the movie, you're like, dude, she's only hit like half of this list. And then they end it with this big cliffhanger of like, oh, your daughter's still alive. And then end scene. And I'm like, what the fuck? I want the next part right now, you know? But uh, I don't know. That that movie, for whatever reason, felt more complete to me. Well, and it's one of those things where if you're going to put volume one into some... Yeah. I, it's like, I feel like that is fairly more justified. Because sure. you like know it's going to be like multiple things, but then it's like... You know, well, with, with Matrix, Mat- with Matrix, I mean, we all knew that they were making two and three at the same time, right? When two aired. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing is they made them both at the same time, so I'm like, then put like the actual fucking ending in the movie. Then, like, obviously, you've already filmed a bunch of shit for they three. They filmed it, but then it takes like you got to do post production and all that. It takes a lot of time. Oh, okay, fucking Mr. Hollywood. It's over not here. like you it. Defend, it's not like it took him to the box office. Brandon. <laughs> it's not the box office. It's the movie production like process. It didn't take him two years to put out the next one. You know, like it was. God, all right. You know, sorry, <laughs> Warner Brothers. Like, goddamn. Hey, I fucking love the Matrix. Get off me. I know. So do I. Uh, I'm actually okay, like fine. Pro- so we agree with each other. Fuck you. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I think you and me are like two of the like only people who are right. probably excited for the fourth one. Yeah, I'm. I don't know what to make of the fourth one, honestly. Like, I'm not trying to like seek out information about it. I'm just waiting for it to come out so like I can just go enjoy it like fresh and see what the hell they're gonna do with it. But like, I have no idea how the fuck they're making a fourth one from that. 
So my thing is like I know it's like they already confirmed you know that like Neo and yeah. the Trinity are in yeah, it. Yeah, I'm like how? But <laughs> but I well I mean they're I mean they're still live like at the end what? of 3. No they're not. Well in the Matrix anything is possible. I suppose maybe uh, like maybe they downloaded their consciousness into the matrix i don't know but like trinity dies in the real world like she's not well yeah in the real world but neo's the chosen one brandon sure. he can do whatever the fuck he wants uh, maybe i suppose that's possible while he's plugged into the the thing at the central mainframe like maybe he does something to like bring both of them back or something in the matrix hmm yeah, like I, I'm almost thinking that like they're not gonna be like the stars of the fourth Matrix, right. but they're just gonna be like main roles within. What it. I don't want to see though, and I don't know, I guess it's not terrible, but like I just feel like it's been so overdone. Like every movie franchise fucking does this after like after so many years have gone by, then it's like you bring the old cast in to pass the torch to the new cast, and then it's gonna become this new franchise that goes on from there, like. You know, I don't want it to just be like, oh, Neo and Trinity show up to like train the next generation of like people that are in the Matrix. And then like they spawn this this whole other franchise from it. Um, I don't know why I don't want that, but I don't want that. Well, I definitely that's my thing is I don't want a new franchise of the Matrix. Like if they want to like do like, you know, three ended and then this is like a like follow up like whatever to it but i don't want this to be like an episode seven eight nine sort of situation so um this is a a weird tangent to to connect to that but um you watch breaking bad of course did you watch el camino the little movie that had jesse in it no so it's actually pretty good um and like Honestly, it's it's kind of incredible when you watch it, knowing how much time there was between Breaking Bad and that movie. You're like, oh, shit, this feels like it could have like this feels like basically it feels like one more episode at the end of Breaking Bad. That's just an extra long episode. It just feels like a nice little cap off to to like, you know, put like tie a bow on the series. Um, so you get to see, you know, the end of Jesse's story. Um and that's kind of like what I feel like would be neat for a fourth Matrix movie is to just do something where it's like, yeah, it feels like, OK, those first three movies, that was the story. And now this is just kind of like wrapping things up and tying a nice little bow on the whole thing and giving giving you like, uh, I don't know, an extra little conclusion or something like that would be fine. Mm-hmm. But I just I don't know how they're going to do that. I don't know how you have a movie like how do you have a whole movie of, of content that is going to achieve that effect when I felt like the movie ended perfectly fine. The last movie. I don't know. Uh, where, there, where there's a budget, there's a way. Yeah, Brandon. I know. And it's also weird because the actors are all older now. You know? They're going to look like Even totally different. Not Keanu Reeves. I mean, he doesn't seem to age as much as others. Like, And Carrie Ann Moss still looks good. Um, Lawrence Fishburne is definitely older. Like, like if, if you've seen him in like Blackish and um, uh, what is it? Um, like John Wick and stuff. Like the dude's like he's older. Like he doesn't look the same as he did. I mean, they can make him look look a bit younger still. Like color his hair and stuff. Or, well, he well, was I mean, his head was totally shaved in Matrix, so I guess that's not that hard. Yeah, and it's like they don't need to make them look younger i mean yeah. the fourth it can take place like 20 years or so like later i know i know i just yeah i just don't know i don't know i'm i'm extremely curious to see what the hell that story is that they're going to try to tell and and why and why it was necessary is the thing but, because money but i'll see it i'll absolutely see because it because they're like 
Keanu Reeves is hot again. Right. So they're like, right. we got to cash in while the getting's good. Dude, I just saw the John Wick movies for the first time like three weeks ago. Like all of them. So good. They are so good. They're super good. I know. Uh, Matt hadn't seen them all before. Matt had only seen the first one. Yeah. So last time when we were over there, uh, we we watched two and three, and it was cool. his first time seeing two and three. And I was like, man, it's so good. And it's just so nice because each one, it's like it literally picks up like right, right after, after yeah. the previous one. So, And it's like I know with the fourth one or whatever, like I'm sure the fourth one picks up yeah. like right where three left Especially off, going from so. two to three. Like number three is like he's running. <laughs> it's like it's like yeah, it ends with like, him running, and then number, number three, he's still running. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Yeah, and number three, it's like, yeah, you got eight minutes before your head is like served up right? on a platter to everybody. That, that ending of the second one was so fucking intense. The second one was my favorite, honestly. Um, and a lot of it was because of that ending, because I, I felt like the way that the whole thing came together, that scene where he goes to talk to, I can't remember the dude's name, but he goes to talk to the guy at the fountain, um, like out in that courtyard and everything. That the dude that's like basically runs the uh, runs the Continental in New York. That guy. Yeah. He goes to meet yeah, him at where, the fountain. He's like basically like, oh, everybody here is is like working for me. Like, and he makes everybody stop all at one time and everything. He's yeah, like, oh shit! Like, and he tells them like all to leave. And yeah, it's like, yeah. And then he starts like, running, and like everybody <laughs> in the town is like looking at their phones and turning to look at him while he's running. I was like, oh shit! Like everything just like it took it to it like a whole nother level. That was pretty cool. Although I did like in three, basically like when like once he like was let go, like, from the Continental, where they're like, all right, fuck it, and it's like they open the vaults and shit and just go ham, like, in the Continental, because right. it's like, this doesn't matter. Right, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, they're they're all coming to shut them down anyway, so now they're just fighting to, to like, keep their shit. Right. That was pretty cool. And then you got the dudes in, like, fucking full body armor and helmets and everything that you can't just, like, shoot in the head. <laughs> So. Yeah, and he's like shooting them like under the helmet, yeah. like through the chin and shit, like Phew! like in their helmet. Yeah. And just, <laughs> yeah, dude, that yeah, that's intense. Those those movies are nuts. the The choreography for those fights is just insane. Like, uh, like I I know I was I was hearing the story about like the guys that made the movies are basically they're like stunt coordinators or something, and they're just like, yeah, we want to make our own movies, and so this is what what they were able to make and it's like holy shit like we need to get more stunt coordinators making movies because like the stuff that they're able to like visualize and like make happen on screen is just like mind-blowing well i thought it was cool when i think it was like when they were filming the second john wick whatever that there was a video of i saw it on facebook or whatever of like keanu reeves basically training he was at like a gun range Mm -hmm. and it was just like him walking down like a line of like and there's like handguns and then like an automatic and it's just him like he's like boom 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 and he's like boom 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 like train and then he picks up the next <laughs> one and, like, boom, boom, and he's like shooting all these targets and stuff like practicing yeah. and i was just like god damn dude it's so cool. dude he's intense like like everything he does like he like he like practices everything himself like he knows like he like trains in all the martial arts that they're using in the movies and and he like practices with all the weapons i heard like I heard he did like it was like a solid year of training with like all the weapons or something to the point where he could look like he realistically actually knew what he was doing on screen, you know, and it works <laughs> like he he looks like he's legitimately doing everything that he's doing. That's incredible. Crazy. I love him. Yeah. Yeah. He's a badass. I was like, 
he's on my list. He's on your list. He's is 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 he on your celebrity cheat list? He's one of the ones that your wife will let you uh will let you like cheat with. He's the only one. It's just it's not even so much a list. It's like a fortune cookie paper with just his name she on gave, it. She gave she gave you like a blank sheet with like ten lines on it. She's like, you can have ten celebrities, and you filled all of them out with Keanu Reeves. I just put the first letter. I'm like K E A N U R E E. You're like you're like Keanu Reeves from from uh, uh, Speed, Keanu Reeves from uh, Bill and Ted, Keanu Reeves from John Wick, like all the Keanu, Keanu Reeves, Reeves from, from the Matrix. The Lake House. Right. <laughs> Point Break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Yeah. Um, uh, that's like, have you, I was like, so have you ever seen um, Face Off? Yeah. I like Face Off. With Nicolas Cage, yeah, Nicolas Cage, John Travolta, yeah, it's been it's been um, a while, but yeah. So yeah, so I was like, spoilers for Paper Mario, but there's this one part because like the enemies are like, like objects. Like the first boss is like a thing of colored pencils. It's basically shit that makes origami shitty. So it's like <laughs> there's colored pencils, and then one's like tape, okay, and stuff. It's like shit that you're not supposed to use with origami. It's like against the rules of origami oh, okay. stuff. Okay, and. Uh, one of them though is a hole puncher, and in the uh, uh, in like the world level thing for the hole puncher dude, all the toads it like hole he hole punched their faces off. Oh shit! So all their faces are like gone, so they're just like <laughs> wobbling around everywhere, like can't do anything because they have no faces. And uh, uh, when you go to fight the hole puncher dude, he like totally says a line from face off really he's like he's like he's like i want to take your face (laughs) sort of shit i was just like god damn it (laughs) that was classic that's nice it's like they really went there pop culture references and video games good stuff right yeah i was pretty sad too so i was kind of glad that um you were a little late to the podcast because i had ordered breakfast needed to crank one out yeah uh well I mean, I assume you took care of that in the shower, but thinking about yeah. Keanu Reeves. Yeah, I'm like Lake House. I'm like instead of writing letters though, it's me is just sticking my dick in the mailbox, and then it goes back ten years later. <laughs> well, step one is you cut a hole in the mailbox. Yeah, I'm like step two is you got mail. Uh, Return to sender. Yeah. Uh, but I was eating my, I got my breakfast and I was so excited. And then you were all like, oh yeah, now I'm setting up. And I was like, God damn it. So then I, but then you had mic issues. So I was like, wolfing out my bread. I spilt part of my burrito on the side of my pillow. <laughs> so I was like, man, because I sit on my pillows had, when I, I record. You had a burrito for breakfast? Is it a breakfast burrito? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was from First Watch. Oh, we got one had, of those around the corner from my place. Oh, that that might be where it came from because you yeah. know you do live within like walking distance of us. So well, <laughs> not quite, but <laughs> I mean I could walk there. Yeah, that would that would kind of suck. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like sweating balls by the time you got here. Oh, I didn't say I didn't say it would be a fun walk. No, <laughs> it'd, it'd just be a walk. <laughs> Technically, I suppose you you could feasibly walk. There. I mean. Reasonably, Brandon, you could walk anywhere. True. It's just the willpower to do so. Well, you could run across the country. Forrest Gump did it. Yeah. Yeah. Laughs like a box of chocolates. I've heard that. 
somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's from the lake house. <laughs> yeah, Keanu Reeves said it while he was shooting guns. <laughs> yeah, with uh, Forrest Gump. Yeah. Oh, that was a good scene. <laughs> <laughs> we went to H Mart uh, recently. It's a Korean grocery store. Oh. It's out in Mesa. So, Jeez. I mean, you, you could walk there. No, you could. It would suck, but you could. <laughs> but you could do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, they just opened up and it's huge. Hmm. And it was awesome because the whole reason we went was because someone from my work sent me a Facebook message. And there's these popsicles that I love. They're my favorite popsicle ever. And I've tried to find them at like every Japanese market or Asiana, like any sort of mm-hmm. market and can never find them. And the only place I ever found them was at an Asian market in Las Vegas. Uh, but she sent me a picture of the box and said that H Mart had them. And I was like, all right, well then tomorrow we're going to H Mart then. Jeez. So we went and I got like three boxes of them. Wow. Because I love them, and I was like, God knows when we're gonna come back here. But they're delicious. They're cider and yogurt flavored. Hmm. Is what it said. so. Needless to say, they destroy my stomach. <laughs> yogurt. The yogurt, yeah. But they're good. Like if I had to describe the taste, it tastes like if you took bubble gum and dropped it in Sprite. And like, let the flavor of the bubble gum disperse into the sprite. Mm. That's kind of what it tastes like. Okay. And it, it has these hard, kind of jeweled candies in it that like crunch. And so it's delicious. Hmm. And when we went, it has like little, they have like little restaurants in there too, like little food stands. There's like probably almost a dozen little food stands like tucked in there and stuff too. So we ate lunch there and it was delicious. And they have like a bakery like near the exit and stuff too, where they like do coffee and hand make bread and stuff every day. And so Megan spent like $30 at the bakery alone and got like a bunch of fucking bread. Jeez. And, but it was super good. I got a bunch of drinks, got my popsicles, got some chips and bread and, Whatever, it was all really... Their candy selection could be better. I'm a huge Japanese candy person, but I like hard candy. They had a lot of gummy candy. Like, if I wanted gummy candy, that would have been the place to go, but I like hard Uh, candy. I like gummy candy, so... You'll have to get me some gummy candy next time you go there. Yeah, I might still have (laughs) Because a lot of it's just, like, the fruit. Like, I still have, I think, some, like, gummy peach candy and stuff, but I really like the hard, like, soda candy and different stuff like that but they didn't really have a lot of that okay cool so yeah if you're ever in mesa yeah yeah you know like when you go to your swap marts yeah you know next next time i'm all the way the fuck over there have you ever actually been to a mesa swap mart no ever no i don't never i'm trying to remember if i've ever been to any swap meet at all well i've been to one um this is funny so going back to me and pj and ddr um (laughs) <laughs> I like where this is going. Yeah, um, I think this was in Tucson, actually. Um, so <laughs> this is really funny. So this is like right after like high school. PJ was going to ASU. He was already living up here. I was still living way down in Sierra Vista, which is like way the fuck down south, like at the bottom of Arizona. 
and Tucson is kind of in the middle ish um, of both places. And PJ got me like into DDR. And so like we always wanted to go play and stuff. And he had like DDR machines up in the the Phoenix Scottsdale area. So he could always go to like Castles and Coasters and Fantastics and Golfland and he could play DDR at those places. Um, but in Sierra Vista, there's like no arcades. There's like a movie theater that had an arcade area and they had hardly anything in it. And that was like pretty much it for like Sierra Vista. It was like the only arcades we had. So um, so like what I would do is like I would just like go up to Phoenix to visit PJ for a weekend and we play a shit ton of DDR and then I drive all the way the fuck back home. But it's like a five hour drive. It sucks. And um, so one day we were like, OK, this this weekend, let's like meet in the middle because like there's like there was a website that was dedicated to like DDR where you could look up where all the DDR machines in the country were. It was called DDR freak. Um, and so that was like our resource. We would like, we would like print out step charts of, of songs from DDR freak and like, like, like print them out and like memorize them and like practice them by just like looking through them and everything. Like when we didn't have access to a, a DDR machine, we were like super like into it. Um, and, uh, and so uh, we found out that there was like one fucking DDR machine in Tucson at the time, and it was at a swap meet. It was it was in like South Tucson, like on the outskirts, like right off the freeway. There was like it was an indoor swap meet, so it was one of these ones that it kind of looks like a mall, but the floor like the floor is dirt. There's no tiles or anything because they basically built walls around a swap meet, so it's almost like an indoor mall. Um, but it also looks kind of outdoor and you like walk around and they got like tents and stuff set up inside there. It was strange, but there was a fucking like this one spot that had arcade like machines and they had like two DDR machines there. And it was like the only place in fucking Tucson that had DDR. And so like PJ made a trip from Phoenix or Scottsdale and I made a trip up from Sierra Vista. We met in Tucson and played DDR at the swap meet. That's like the only swap meet I think I've ever been to. <laughs> And that's the only thing that we did there. Well, we did that. And then right next to that place was a karaoke thing that was set up. So we did some karaoke and then we left. <laughs> but we didn't shop. And then after spending three hours playing DDR, you guys both kissed passionately. <laughs> no, no, there's 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 a uh, there's it's just sexual tension with me and PJ. There's no okay. there's no physical. Yeah, no. All right. Yeah. You got to give the viewer yeah. something. No, no. Vanessa probably wishes there was, but no, there's not. Uh, Sadly. Sorry, Vanessa. <laughs> uh, well, I haven't been the one in, in a while or better. Like, I used to go with my grandparents. Well, my grandma's a couple. Like, we went a couple times. And it's like, I remember getting, like, some, like, like knockoff Yu-Gi-Oh cards yeah. and stuff there. Like. Like totally counterfeit. I mean, like they. It's not Yu-Gi-Oh. It's Yugi. No. <laughs> well, and it's like they were like like I got like a like set of Exodia, and I think I think I still have it somewhere. But it's like you can tell just by like, and it's like one of the things where you can tell looking at it that it's obviously like not like a legit Yu-Gi-Oh card. Like right. the I mean the quality of the card felt right, but like. The print, like you can tell, it's kind of like, like kind of blurry, washed, <laughs> washed out looking on the back. It like on the back, yeah. it had the like Yu Gi Oh like the spiral design, but it didn't have like the Yu Gi Oh branding in the bottom corner yeah. or like any of that stuff. Like yeah. it was definitely fake, but it was also cheap. Yeah, and it was a lot cheaper than normal, like a normal set of Exodia at the still time. Still works, so still like, works the same. 
<laughs> yeah, I was like, I can still put it in a deck and play with it. Right. So, so like I got like a bunch of those, and then uh, one time I ended up getting, uh, they had this set of, it's like Pikachu like promo cards and stuff. Uh, but they were from, they were in different languages from different like kind of so like one was in german one was in korean but Mm -hmm. it was like a set of nine and then like the middle one was like the birthday pikachu card and whatever and those were legit though but i ended up spending like i like saved my money or whatever and because the shit was like fifty dollars but i ended up getting the set and i still have it nice and i i think it's like about worth what i paid for it back in (laughs) 1990 whatever yeah i i have a a pretty meager collection of magic cards from back when i used to play in like high school and like every once in a while i'm like i wonder if any of these cards that i have are worth anything they're fucking not like (laughs) dude you gotta have like a really uh, rare card for it to be worth anything yeah you should download magic arena and play i do have that i I downloaded it on my pc and i tried it for a little bit and i didn't get very far into it i don't i don't know why it didn't really like grab me that much it's fun but i don't know it wasn't enough to keep me interested oh brandon 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 (laughs) dude oh i was like going back to the swap mart though this one time so when my grandma was moving to oklahoma uh, they sold her house and stuff, and they were trying to sell a bunch of her stuff to for money and stuff for her to, like, go to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I don't think this was, like, an actual Mesa Swap Mart, but it was, like, a Swap Mart place where we, like, it was, you know, in this, like, giant parking lot thing, and you basically, like, rent, like, your little eight-foot-by-eight-foot eight little square or whatever to sell your shit. And she had a bunch of those... Like, they would go up around Christmas and stuff. The shit where it's, like, the ice skating rink, and it has little ice skater people, but they're magnetic and stuff, and we turn it on, you know, they spin around yeah. and do whatever on the ice rink yeah. and stuff. She had a whole, like, Christmas fucking village collection of shit like that. Wow. And uh, some dude wanted to, like, he was like, how much for, like, all of it and stuff, like, instead of piecing it out, like, how much do you want for all of it? Wow. And ended up... I don't remember. They ended up selling it for like like 50 bucks or 60 bucks Jeez. for all of it or whatever. Like, So he like took it all. Yeah. And then he had a, like a little thing set up like three spots down. So bought it for 60 and then it laid him out on his little oh, man. blanket thing. And then was like, you know, flipping them for like 10 extra bucks per like whatever. Oh, that's all? I thought you were going to say they were worth like thousands or something. <laughs> No, I don't think they were worth thousands or anything. It's just that's what he would do. It's oh like my God. he like a lot of his stuff that he was selling was just shit that like he went around. <laughs> he would basically get a spot, yeah. walk around, buy shit for like cheap from other people's stuff, and then go back and put it on his spot wow. and like sell it to like flip a profit. Wow, that's shitty. <laughs> but I was like, you got Brandon. You got to respect the hustle. I guess, yeah, right. I guess if it works. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, I probably got to feed my doggies. So, I mean, you could just say you're not having fun and that you're done. <laughs> you're like, I'm done with your fucking podcast. I'm having, I'm having so much story. fun. I'm having too much fun, in fact, to the point where it physically hurts me. 
<laughs> to the point where there's beads of sweat running down your ass crack. Yeah. Now I I do need to get out of my sweaty ass closet and feed my dogs. <laughs> All right. Well, I I appreciate you coming on the episode yeah. and you getting a mic and improving your sound quality. It's yeah. beneficial for you, me, <laughs> and the listeners. Uh, yeah, and this and this way, like you know, I don't have to be sexually molested by you for sitting in the same room and and recording. That is the one downside. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did I say but, did I say don't have to be? It's don't get to be. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I I, I figured that was yeah. I thought <laughs> that you said that wrong, so that's why I corrected it for <laughs> everyone listening. Yeah. Because I know that's your favorite part about coming over, that and getting like hit in the crotch by my dogs. <laughs> yeah, getting getting like junk checked by by huskies. Yeah, that's my everyday. <laughs> but you know, I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, um, Br- Brandon has pushed his stuff multiple times. So if you're a fan of the show, you know Renaissance Games. Uh, he's been live streaming Skyrim and development on his Final Fantasy Renaissance game. So go on Facebook, check him out. I was like, also, before we go, uh, friend of the podcast and friend of me and Brandon, Matt, his Kickstarter and PJ works on it too for boss battle is coming out soon. Uh, I think it's next week, I Uh... think is. The Kickstarter. I think it's. I want to say it's in a couple Monday? of days. I th- I thought yeah. I thought PJ said it's the twenty eighth. I July. I thought it. I thought it's the twenty eighth. So that's Tuesday. Um, if if I'm correct about that date, it's, it's yeah. very soon. So, yeah. So it's very soon. I'm sure. Uh, sometime next month for my episode, I'm gonna try and get Matt on and stuff to do about the card game it's super cool the arts come a long way and it's a fun game so i would definitely check it out and i'll definitely be posting about it once the kickstarter is actually live and i'm sure brandon will too because mm-hmm. he's a good friend yep yep i was like he won't back it though because he's like i fucking hate <laughs> this game but of course i'll back he'll, it. uh yeah he'll he's like here's the five dollar tier he's like put my <laughs> name on the box what what can i give for the least amount of money yeah, no. He's like, I would not. He's do like, that. he's like, I got that pool boy. Gotta, <laughs> gotta pay. Yeah. But thank you for coming. Thank yeah. you for listening. And it's been a pleasure. Have fun. Wear your mask. And you know what? If you have a pool, fucking use it. Because your parents spent good money on a house for one for you. But not while there's chemicals in it. Oh yeah. Or if there's chemicals in it, just make sure you wear your mask. <laughs> yeah, wear your mask in the pool. You'll be okay.